Welcome to A Court of Transformation and Awakening. I'm Lori Gray. And I'm Amanda Grace Harrison. And in this episode, we are discussing chapter 27 and 28. Not our favorite. No, well, parts of (laughs) 27 are definitely on my eternally leaving flags in there. Unless I have to take them out because they're like, oh, mom thought this part was important. Whoa. Whoa, why did mom think that was important? Okay. So we had... (laughs) But yeah, so I mean, we just had this scene with Resan showing up and, you know, and that's so important for what happens in this chapter and making sense of it, where yeah. Tamlin even is High Lord, and we recognize that not all High Lords are created equal, apparently. Yeah. And this is somebody that, you know, we we can understand Tamlin's actions in this chapter because he just had this moment of feeling powerless. Super, right? super and he point. and he recognizes that like the only thing he could do was get on his knees and beg and even then he had no control over the situation oh. so instead <laughs> but, but what i love here oh what I you might, got i might have even asked lucian about it about everything but like the coward i was i bolted to my room where yeah. alice was waiting with a cup of molten chocolate oh, i hadn't even flagged that one like oh the molten chocolate it's like i'm so glad that let's just avoid let's just avoid and go have some chocolate let's just go uh okay there's a there's a thing there but i mean <clears throat> but i think that is significant here where like there was this whole thing and she's not willing to engage in it and and that honestly is really significant in what happens in chapter in 20 27 and 28 yeah. this there i feel like there is so much of Feyre's character here. And I think, honestly, if we hadn't been with her up to this point, I think it would be easy to judge her in these chapters a lot. And, like, from the outside, um, to be like, quit being an idiot. But, like, we... I love that we get to see her dialogue and we can understand her choices here. So, so basically, after the end of all of that, Tamlin's like, I'm sending you home. And... Uh, Gosh, like something inside me splintered. Mm. I'm sending you home. And I've taken on your life debt. That, yeah. I, that was that was significant. Which, yeah, because like, she's, no, like, she's like, okay, but what about this treaty? I thought the whole thing was like, I couldn't do this. He's like, nope, I fixed it. Which, again, interesting that like, so apparently that could have happened the whole time. Yeah. Um, he's like, nope, here's, but you said there wasn't a loop, loophole. The surreal said, you know, this. And he's like, he's like, you know, just, just forget it. Um and so she's leaving. And then we get another nice palm kiss. Hold on, well, but before, before that, though, right before that. Oh, yes. Did I do something did wrong? Did I do something wrong? And, you know, here, like, this was just, like, a moment. Because she saw everything. Like, she was there when he showed up. She saw that he didn't have power, you know. And, like, there's enough context to understand why he's sending her away and yet her brain still goes to what's wrong with me what could i have done differently so that you wouldn't be sending me away right now yeah and that's um you know you know real life situation like i for me whenever i see that happen with with people i'm like to me it's just such an indication of like trauma and complex trauma and things that happened when they were very very young and the way that our brains get programmed to always assume that we're the problem and it's completely illogical it doesn't make sense and like the brain disregards everything else but like we've spent so long thinking about life that way that you know it's hard to be objective but yeah the fact that her brain went here and i think that was the thing like she only had a handful a very short amount of time of sort of living into this new reality and i think that the thing that stood out for me that's very real life is it really takes a while to settle into 
new ways of thinking of ourselves and new ways of being. And we saw her experiencing that, right? And we're, we're seeing well, she's her- She's just starting to really get comfortable yeah. in it. And then something really major happens. And then she, 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 we see her in this chapter fall back to old thought patterns. Yeah. And it's not because the work that she did before like wasn't there. She just, she really didn't have enough time to settle into that new phase. And I, I was talking to a client about this yesterday. Um, like they were kind of in a season of like not feeling like they wanted to take on a lot of new growth things. And I was really encouraging that because I think the way I've seen it in my life is I'll go through a season of intense growth and transformation. And then it's almost like you plateau. And I think some people think that's bad. I'm like, no, no, no. Like you need a minute. Like if you go through this mm -hmm. massive, massive shift to actually just spend, I mean, honestly, I feel like minimum three months, but, but six, I think being a lot better to just get used to seeing yourself through that new lens to showing up in everyday situations in that new way and to really get familiar with who you are there before you then try to go through this new growth season. I think when people are constantly pushing, they don't have enough time to get comfortable with the shift and then it's not solid enough. Hmm. Um, and I'll see people like push, push, push. And then it's almost like this rubber band snap where they end up like way further back. Yeah. Um, right. So if you allow the plateau. And just settle there. It's like, yeah, quit. Don't, don't, you don't always have to be in a lose ground. Right. You don't have to be in an input season. Like just, just chill there. Um, but here, but what we see here for her is she, she did not really have enough time. She was starting to get there and her brain is just going back to every place it was. And we see this again on 245. You may have some other markers before we get there. That you were perfect. But, um, perfect. you were perfect. But, you know, he's saying that, but she goes through, we see her self talk, her negative self talk come back because he's like, I'm sending you away, like not forever, right? And she says, I suppose it'll be easier if I'm gone. Who wants someone around who's so covered in thorns? And he's like, thorns? She's like, yeah, thorny, prickly, sour, contrary. And all of her, we just, we just see her go back to, yeah. okay, something went wrong and she's <clears throat> unable to hold on to that vision of being loved and being safe and she immediately goes back to there's something wrong with me we see this resurgence of those single word name calling things no oh. and then and then just before that uh let me help you no didn't you read between the lines today and she said, i hadn't but i lifted my chin and crossed my arms so you're sending me away because i'm useless in a fight <laughs> again back to the old he's like i'm useless in this fight yes. like what are we talking about but yeah that she, oh gosh, yeah. and this is sliding there, you know, and this is, yeah, and you, and he's being so honest, like that you were perfect, and I'm sending you away because it makes me sick to, you know, to thinking about you in their hands, and he's actually doing a really, he's telling her the truth, and she she just can't hear it, um, oh, but I mean, in her thing. in her defense, geez, I mean, she just finally gets happy, and now he's. Literally, like the worst possible thing he could do at this point is send her. Like now she's like, ah, finally I have a home. I'm happy, happiest I've ever been in my life. Go away. Yeah. It's so traumatic. It's so it the is. world and being that's, yanked up. And that's what, I mean, we can understand every bit of, like if, now again, like, and the, the reason I like these books and the writing is because it's so true to real life. It's not like, oh, I had this shift and now I'm forever changed. It's like, no, that's not how change works. Like you, you gain some ground and then something happens and we're back to our old ways of thinking and we have moments when we don't see clearly and 
there's just so much truth here where, and I think we've journeyed with Feyre enough and seen enough of her entire, her internal dialogue that we can understand. Yeah. Like we have compassion and understanding for why she reacts the way that she does. Oh my gosh. But so she's on the verge of all of this being taken away. Um, and so we get a little physical and desperate. No. <laughs> not gonna leave you i'm gonna just get he lunged a beast freed of its tether oh where's that mm, 247 oh 247 yes I'm alone. oh yeah and i'm that my flag there is give me everything i breathed <sighs> some good stuff so there. yeah so we have this moment I'll let you read we'll let you read all that seem to yourself um, but then we have you know we I'll have this you know, this other, this really sweet moment of like falling asleep in his arms mm. and, um, and, mm. and then she finds out how soon she's going home. I don't think she knew she, she knew it was happening, but he's like, it's tomorrow. At dawn. At dawn. Jeez. Um, I was leaving just when this place had become more than a sanctuary. When the command of the surreal to stay with the High Lord had become a blessing and Tamlin far, far more than a savior or friend. I was leaving. Oh, oh. home. This was home. Yeah, which is so interesting because now she's going to head back to this other place. Real life, but that's not the real life she knew before. Not home. Okay, and so we end with I, I love, love you. you, thorns and all. Thorns and all. Gosh, isn't that what we all just want to hear? Back to our, like, I think that was the thing, like, with the, we were talking about, we were laughing after the, the last episode that we got into Twilight, Team Edward, <laughs> Team Jacob. I'm like, it was going to happen at some point. It was going to. I was thinking but, a whole separate episode, but I think we covered it. Right. But but this, this is kind of what it reminds me of, like, why I was so, like, Team Edward, because I think, you know, in, yeah. in that, you know, Jacob was so much more. Like, if she was, like, thorny, he was, like, you're thorny. Like, quit. Like, he was so yeah. honest about it. He would have been, like, Bella, you stink. Go take a shower. Right? Where, <laughs> you know, Edward, you know, Edward would have never, like, said anything. And um, I don't know. Like, the difference between, like, where I was at in that season of, you know, the honesty and being able to, like, hear honesty and, like, the – it to be, like, fully committed – love unconditional love and truth now i think i was in a place of like just lie to me just tell yes. me just tell me i'm perfect be a really 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 good actor slash liar when you say it because if i know you're lying that's gonna oh everything. you know because i wasn't in that place of like being okay you know with myself but with your thorns but this is yeah i wasn't okay with my thorns um but that space of being able to accept that we do have them and to not be in denial about it and to be loved unconditionally there is so such a sweet moment. So, oh, Tamlin. Um, oh, my gosh. Okay, so in Chapter 27, start Chapter 28. So 28 is her actually traveling home. Well, morning. And this, and this, and the parting thing, like, she's so confused by all this because everybody seems mad at her. Yeah. Like, where she's like, he's telling, she's like, I'm saying I want to stay. He's telling me I have to go. I'm trying to, like handle all of this and then you all seem mad at me that i'm going like poor girl yeah it's a it's a very uncomfortable situation and just yeah it's just like adding insult to injury like yeah. you're sending me away and now everybody's being mean to me too instead of being like 
We love well, you so much. Yeah, he's like, yeah, he's like, I thought you were smarter than this. And she's like, well, goodbye to you too. Like, friend and need. Like, she just doesn't, she doesn't understand why they are treating her this way. And I love that we get to see um, sort of her her understanding of this where she gets it. She's like, okay, if Rhysand came back, if this Amarantha person was indeed such a threat that I would only be another body for Tamlin to defend, I needed yeah. to go. She's like, I would not become a burden to him. I would not become another weight pressing on his shoulders. Like she's, she's genuinely thought through this where she's, in her mind, this is selfless. She's like, I want to stay, but I'm, I don't want to, like, I understand, like, this is already so hard on him. Like, I don't want to make it worse. Like, in her mind, this is, like, the most loving choice. Yeah. And then that's weird to be like, I feel like I'm doing the right thing and y'all are mad at me. Like, yeah. how is that? How is that making sense? Yeah. And she's, I, I like that she she wants to ta say I love you, too, when he says I love you. But she doesn't want to, she thinks that that's going to be. She thinks I'll be another burden. Another burden by, by saying I love you. Because then it'll be like, oh, no, now she loves me. Now I really, now that would just add too much yeah. to his plate. Almost like if he believes, okay, there's this girl. We had a moment, but maybe she doesn't care that strongly about me. That somehow that will make it easier for him. Um, there's something to be said there about um, trying to make decisions for other people. Yeah. yeah. Or managing other people's emotional spaces, distortions and boundaries, and all that. I love. I loved this. I could so relate to this when she, uh, when she's talking about like, I wondered if he might try to persuade me, try to persuade me to like go further to sail south to get even further away from this blight and everything that's happening. But understood that I would have refused to be so far from the wall from him. That going back to my family was as far as I would allow to be sent from his side. I could so relate to that because mm -hmm. when I was, I remember when I was leaving for college and I was still a little bit in love with my my high school boyfriend who he still had a year of high school left. Um, and I, I wouldn't leave the state. I remember there were a couple of good colleges outside the state. Mm. And I just had this like, no, I need to stay in Florida. Because even though we were broken up and like, we never dated again after that. But there was always this, like, we're probably going to end up getting, we were an on again, off again. So, like, we're probably going to get back together. So I need and, to be close by. And when people ask me, like, why I picked that college, and I'm like, honestly, there was this boy. <laughs> like, all right, it's enough. <laughs> but I can relate to that. Like, there's only so far. I'm like, I'm, I'm going to go three hours away, but I can't go six hours away because that would just be too far. Too far. Isn't that so I funny? to this. Even though it's like she's still having, she's leaving. She's going across the wall. She can't see him at all. But something about being not that far away from the wall, she feels like now she's closer to him. Yeah. See, it was funny. I had kind of the opposite experience where you wanted to get as far away as possible. Oh, no. Well, yes, that. But when almost like, so Chris, when uh, my husband and I were dating, uh, when we were in college and dating, then there was this, um, you know, volunteer opportunity. So we were in St. Louis. There was this volunteer opportunity to work with this nonprofit in Colorado, and we both wanted to go. But literally, the proposed plan was like drop out of college and move across the country together. And I was like, I will not be that cliche. <laughs> I will not. I'm like, I, I will no. As much as I'm like, bad on paper. As much as it was like we were dating, like this was like it. 
and that was the thing, like what was actually the path like opening up in real life probably would have been a great one to follow. But I was like, nope, nope. I'm like, I, I was imagining myself 10 years later or two days later mm-hmm. explaining to somebody what I was doing. And even though I, I'm like, I would tell this story about this like opportunity opening up and things like that, like it's going to be interpreted as you dropped out of college and moved across the country with a boy. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I will not be that person. And so we sort of negotiated a let me change my like my four-year bachelor's to like two associates that I could finish up in one more semester. And also like there needs to be a ring on my finger. Like these are like my boundaries. Um, Because there's a big difference between I got two associates degrees and then me and my husband moved states. Yes, there you go. (laughs) Sounds way better. But it didn't have anything to do with – what was actually best for me. It, it, it was a thousand percent about people's perceptions. I think there is also a little bit of wisdom because I was looking back at that, like at how transformative it was. I'm like, we would have totally, I think we would have broken up. <laughs> oh, geez. Yeah, that wouldn't have been good. We wouldn't be here. God, thank, thank God we were like already committed to each other, but it was, um, I'm so glad that that happened. Anyway, that's so funny though, but I had kind of the opposite thing of like, I could already, I could already see what that story would sound like. I'm like, nope, nope. <laughs> Oh my gosh. Okay. So, so she gets back in the car. We have this other magic thing where she gets in the carriage and then boop, we're unconscious until ta-da, we show yes. up at the estate. That's so weird. Um, there's, there's so much in these next couple of chapters, I feel like that we could talk about, but this is, I mean, I think we can say in general, this is, we, you know, she just said like, this is my home. I'm leaving my home. And now she goes to this place with, she's never been to before it's it's actually is a new house everything's different and i don't know if they actually directly say this anywhere but it doesn't feel like her home yeah uh she says welcome to our home and she doesn't say something she doesn't say that but i, I like it says that cracking caved in feeling in my chest worsened mm-hmm. tamlin said he'd take he, tamlin said he'd taken care of my family but this mm-hmm. like it's this huge opulent estate yeah. that almost almost rivals the yeah. spring court in the estate there and there's also I don't, much and there was also a, mo- a moment um I, mar- I read it but i didn't mark it um and maybe it was in the next chapter but she was like should i feel she wasn't sure how to feel about the fact that they'd done so well without her is that the next chapter i don't remember um one of these chapters they all kind of run together um you know seeing how well they'd done without her and just recognizing how everything feels so different and it was making me think about the difference between like our our family like our blood relatives and like our people our tribe and my my husband and I we were talking about this the other day about how um yeah looking at some of my family I'm like my family my family's not my people like the the way they see the world the way they operate in the world much of it not necessarily bad or wrong some of it I think bad or wrong whenever I'm gonna have a judging moment but but they're happy and they have their life and it's not it's just it doesn't resonate for me like there's not that that connection with the way that they see life and we were like, I wish I knew the percentage. And I would be curious to hear like from our audience, like how many people, when they look at their family of origin, does it actually feel like, okay, this is my tribe. This yeah, is this my feels people. Like home. And how many people feel like they don't fit in with that group? Because I think she was starting to feel like she fit in with T. 
Hamlin yeah. and Lucy, like in the spring court, like she was, she was finally feeling safe. And I think it was more than just the money. Like it was more than just having enough because I think even when they, when they had enough money, it's not like her and Nesta's relationship was ever great. No. Um, I don't know. It was, it was super interesting, but to see her having left and found some of her people and then to go back and be with her family and notice that contrast. Yeah. I love the con- the way she describes Nesta here. Speaking of that, she's like, I'd forgotten how cunning her eyes were, how mm. cold. She'd been made differently from something harder and stronger than bone and blood. She was as different from the humans around us as I had become. Yeah. So I'm wondering if now she maybe is starting to feel like Nesta was always different, but now she also feels just as different from the other humans. And now she and Nesta yeah. have that in common. Like they're both very different from a normal human. Though. Interesting. Yeah, I feel like there was so much. I'm like, I, I think this is one of those chapters like that probably everybody who reads this is going to get something different out of it. And there was there were so many different, there were so many, um, there's so much in this chapter that we could talk about. Um, yeah, but that I felt like I really related to the idea of going away and like finding people and then coming back to visit home like that was college for me you know like having grown up in my town i it's not like i didn't have friends or have like friend groups but i i did always feel a little bit like i didn't quite fit in with my family um and i think i think there's a measure of that that's just part of like growing up and like understanding your own identity but i mean like really not not fitting in there and then going to college and starting to build really fantastic friendships and finding people who it was so weird it was so weird to me at college because I'm I was like Feyre and I had this whole story of like being less than and being not enough and always feeling like I was such a failure and that everybody hated me and then I went to college and I'm like everybody likes me like I had so many friends and people who really seemed to genuinely enjoy who I was even though I was like super awkward freshman year of college but like I had a, I had best friend, like, I had like a, a girl best friend and a guy best friend and I spent all of my time with them and I had so much fun and it was, it, I felt like I had like a favorite moment where I'm like, oh my gosh, like I feel, I feel like loved and safe and I'm starting to like get to kind of like see myself and what, what that looks like. And then I would go home for like visits and I'm like, oh, this is, oh, this feels wrong. But you know, through the years all the way up to now, so I'm 38 now. So this was when I was 18. So over the last 20 years, I think one of the most fascinating things for me has been each time that I go home to visit family, really believing like, I don't think they've really changed all that much, but how different my experience is in like each different season. Mm. And it, it's sort of become a a marker for me of how I've changed based on how I experience them and what what all that dialogue looks like, what that, you know, how free I feel to be myself in those situations, like what I'm noticing. Um, it's like it's like a fascinating um, study in so many ways. Yeah. But I relate to this, like it's that going home moment being – it's different when you're in it all the time and then you have a break from something and you go back the way that there's like the fresh fresh eyes looking at everything. Yeah. Well, and she has fresh new things to look like. It's a 
it's a really interesting experience oh, it's when so you like which uh, my mom went through something not nothing like this but she when she went away to college as soon as she left her parents moved down to Honduras to be missionaries so she she was no home to go home to so when she went home it was going to the mission field in Honduras it was like a similar thing like you can't ever go back home now your new home is it's not different. home at all it's a completely different world that's so crazy Okay, but so she, but yeah, but so this experience of her. And they and found she, the ships. All the ships that were, all the ships that we had lost were found. It was so great. Oh <laughs> so my like, goodness. Like Tamlin just made just magic. Right, isn't that chapter, family. is that in chapter 20 or is that 29? Yeah, 28. Okay, so in 28. All oh, ships. so we learn about all that stuff. Okay, um, so at the end of this chapter, <clears throat> she sort of sums it up. You know, that she understands that he, um, you know, she, this carriage is going back away from her back to her true home back to tamlin she understood that he loved her but also like i had to stay it was wise to stay here that's what her she, yeah. she had convinced herself of the last it was, chapter it's wise to stay here but except she's like wait a minute though i couldn't fight the sensation like a darkening shadow within me that i'd made a very very big mistake in leaving no matter tamlin's orders yeah, because I mean, this is the only thing the serial oh, had said can't. was stay with the High Lord. Well, she just, I just shoved that thought from my mind. <laughs> yep. Another Scarlet O'Hara moment. We'll think about that tomorrow. Oh my goodness! Yeah. So she, so she's having this moment. Um, yeah, which I mean, I mean, like again, I have some, I have some compassion here. I feel like there's, so when we think about like decisions or choices, um, I used to have a lot of like try to figure out the right choice and i'm like I, I don't know that language doesn't serve me anymore like i feel like these days whenever i'm presented with a crossroads i'm like i'm just like can there just be some clarity like i just it's not can there be some clarity on there being a clear path because i feel like so often it's this like it's it's convoluted it's messy like there's not always this clear like oh this is obviously the path um ahead and i don't know struggling with that as a person who's always wanting to to get things right like having to yeah. make peace with the fact that clarity comes through action uh-huh and damn it we want the clarity to know what action to take and instead you got to take the action to find out if it was the right one or not right and yeah exactly here and some and sometimes it's interesting looking back and being like it's been interesting having those moments like Feyre just had where in the moment i've and I think the biggest thing that gets me in trouble is making decisions based only on logic, which is kind of what she did. She's like, well, here's this information. Here's this thing. She's like, and I think in her gut, she knew that wasn't the right call. And even right now she's having this gut moment, but she's mm -hmm. like, I just won't think about it. Um, but what could she have done? I mean, like, really, if you put yourself back in, in chapter 27, like what, what, when he's like, you got to go. I mean, how would that have worked out if she'd been like, no, I'm just staying? I didn't. I don't know how it would have worked. But you know, that's an interesting. Different reading. That is an interesting question. It's like, was there? Yeah, because because Lucian's like, you know, I thought you were smarter than this. Like, Alice is is clearly mad at her. Like, there's more going on. But he could have just magicked her and threw her in a carriage, right? So like, was yeah. there? That's a great question. I hadn't thought about of like was there actually even anything different that she could have done i don't know we'll never know damn it we won't ever know <laughs> we won't ever know but i love but yeah but the but the the bigger point of one two things as i make decisions more and more 
not just checking in with my thinking brain. And this is why like, when I do stuff with clients, you know, I call it whole brain coaching, but I'm like, we do need to consult logic and emotional information and nervous system information. And it's not like, oh, I'm going to listen to my thinking brain over my, you know, emotional like limbic brain. I'm like, no, no, no. Like everybody gets a voice. And that's, that's the way I describe it where I'm like, it's sort of like, this is like your, it's like a, a panel or like a, um, yeah, what are those called? Yeah, like a panel or, you know, a roundtable discussion where you need to hear from all parts of yourself and then make a decision. Because a lot of times the two of the voices, one will say one thing and one will say the other. And we have to like sort through that information to make an informed decision. But most people just pit the parts of themselves against each other. It's like, oh, I'll listen to my logic, not my emotions. I'm like, what if we listen to both yeah. and our nervous system and then took this information and used it to make a decision? Um, but it's it's a different way of looking at the world but for me it's been really important in like not disregarding inf you know emotional information of have like recognizing okay logically this makes sense but somewhere in my gut it feels mm. off yeah and starting to learn to listen to that and pay attention to that um yeah because here she has this information from the surreal and yeah. she lets it be written stuck with that but again but the the truth of like <laughs> would it have actually could she have actually yeah, changed the outcome here? Yeah. I don't know. But either way, she's she's here. She's with her family. But she is not feeling good about it. No. Not at home with this decision that she's made. It does not. It does not feel. It does not feel quite right to her. Okay. In, cha chapter in chapter 27, In chapter 27, 28. Okay. I can't wait to get to the next one. Oh, my gosh. We just have to. I feel like we're getting to the place in this book where we're almost to that place like not quite there it's still going to come a little bit when you you reach a point in books where you can't go slowly like the beginning of this book it's like oh yeah you can read a chapter or two a day and then you start to hit a point where like the reading just has to speed up yeah and I then you have that night where you have to stay up to 1 a.m because you just have to do the next chapter <laughs> i feel like even with these podcast episodes i'm like oh my gosh we're getting there because like oh my gosh okay so what's next what's next what's next yeah you have to get you have to come back to the next episode guys and hear about it thank you for watching today we will uh We'll be back soon with chapter 29. But in the meantime, join us over at our community at ACOTA. That's A-C-O-T-A-A dot circle dot S-O, where you can watch these podcasts and interact with them, leave comments, leave pictures of your poodle in a skirt or whatever it is that you want to share with us today. Leave, leave your opinion of what she should have done, could have done, and uh, get involved in a deeper way. We'll see you over there. Bye, guys. Bye.